songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Mikey's Bob. Episode 65, April 12th, 2018. Bob Nastanovich on his porch in Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm here with Mike Hogan in his basement. I was listening to a um, sports broadcast today. Oh, yeah? A baseball game. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, the, one of the announcers on there was pretty sure that April 12th was the the actual official start of the Civil War in 1861, which Ooh, would have been, know. of course, the incident at Fort Sumter. I don't know. It's, it's possible. I would bet the Internet knows. But you know what? I, I, do I didn't know, check. I didn't fact check him. I do know April baseball. 12th is the birthday of Beverly Cleary, 102 years old. Going, Fantastic. Still going strong, Beverly Cleary. Where's she playing tonight? Down your street? <laughs> yeah, You're going to blow it know. off? Yeah, I'll <laughs> blow it off. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch her yeah. next time she comes yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> catch her next time through, yeah. yeah. Uh, She'll be around. Yeah. Wait till she gets closer to flushing. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, I, instead of uh, beating around the bush, I'll, I'll kick things off. I think that, um, I don't know how much San Francisco rock we played. I know we've dabbled in it a little bit, right? San Fran? Uh, a touch, yeah. Well, yeah, Thinking Fellers for sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, did we play Dead Kennedys? No, no. Yeah, I could tell some some fun stories about that. I saw them once. But um, anyways, of course you're a fan of New Alliance Records because yeah, that's the sure. record label of, you know, D Boone from the Minutemen and Mike Watt. That's right. The Minutemen, right? Yeah. And what was the guy's name? Tim Burovich. Martin Tambor. Martin Martin Tambarovich. And um. Yeah, Tim Bur- Uh Rossler, uh, Kira's brother. Um. God, the guy that was in um, with Screamers. Yeah, I wonder if it was like a, was it like an SST? It, it was. Like, yeah, uh, they were like distributed by SST, and it was. I mean, I think it was one of those collaborative labels where they all kind of had a say. You know, it was like anyways. This socialist. is one of their That's early good. artists, and as far as I know, this is the only time that SST who. You know, this record was their, I think their first EP, even so, the band Slovenly. Um, this was, this. Uh, their later records, Rip Oss and a few others, I think they made about six albums, a bunch of them were on SST, so before they advanced to full-fledged status at Lawndale Rock City <laughs> on SST, they were on New Alliance, one of the early bands on the label. So this is off their 1984 EP, Even So, and it's called Temp Struct Slovenly. Yeah. 
Thank you, Bob. Yeah, it's always a fun song to hear. And um, we we all deserve to be reminded of slovenly. Yeah, they're forgotten. They are way forgotten. Yeah, and under they, undeservedly so. They were a fantastic band. Well, you know, they were always you know kind of bridesmaids behind the bigger SST acts who they often would tour with and open for, whether it be Saccharin Trust or Husker Du or Meat Puppets or Black Flag or Minuteman or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. And so were, the interesting thing about them is like their origins are interesting. I'm not sure whether they started in L.A. and moved to Frisco or they went back and forth or however it worked, because that's a long drive. For sure it is. Um, and, and, you know, in a way, I kind of thought of them as like a West Coast mission of Burma. Well, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, because they had they had a didn't they have a guy that did like tape loops and stuff? Yeah. And I'm, I, there's a guy that ended up playing. I think he still does. Played in Red Crayola for years. Um, I confuse him with the golfer that Tom Watson. Yeah, um, so Tom Watson. Tom Watson was, yeah. uh, and I, I think three of the guys from Slovenly later went on and formed a band called Overpass. Tom Watson was one of them. And uh, Overpass did a song for the Minutemen tribute that I put out. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. I think that... Um, their first three albums, after the original style, Thinking of Empire and Ripost, are all worth listening to. And that EP, um, I, clearly. I don't, rec- I don't recall their last two SST releases, We Shoot for the Moon and Highway to Hanno's, as much. So, yeah. obviously, even I dropped the ball with them. Yeah. But well, that's, off their, that's off their first EP, even so, which I love. They were, uh, they were hard to find. I mean, because... You know, distribution was a little iffy, and they weren't the big SST act. So, you know, I mean, if your local store was going to carry any SST, it wasn't necessarily going to carry the Slovenly records. Right, and like, um, I sure do wish I would have been able to see them. I never, I, I never saw them. Yeah, I never saw them either. But I, I, I missed out on a lot of those. I mean, I, you know, we're four years apart in age. 
and at that the the SST era, like the mid '80s, like that's a huge mm. four years right there. Yeah, no, I would have seen a lot of those bands. You know, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, you you got to see a lot of music that I missed, sadly, but. It's okay. What are you going to do? Say la vie. Say la vie. Anyways, now, what, where are you going to take us tonight? I'm, so, I kind of took us to a, a comfort zone for us, a band <laughs> that we both like that many people haven't heard. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that because, uh, you know, they're a band that uh, that I love but haven't listened to much lately. So you, you made me kind of remember how much I love Slovenly and, and, and I need to check them out again. But uh, anyway, I'm going to... My I'm, pleasure, Mike. My pleasure. I, I'm going to take us to... Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, specifically. Uh, and I'm going to take us to a guy who's been making music for, boy, about 25 years now. Uh, a lot of self-released stuff, some tapes, bunch of LPs, been on a bunch of different labels, has his own label called Grapefruit Records, puts out some amazing things. Uh, including the Terminals, who are one of my favorite bands in the world. I haven't actually played any Terminals on this show, but that will change soon because I definitely will be playing some Terminals at some point. Anyway, I'm talking about a guy named Simon Joyner. And uh, and Simon, he if you aren't familiar with his music, he's, he's a songwriter kind of in the Dylan, Towns Van Zant vein, um, but he put out a, a record about six months ago called Step Into the Earthquake. It's on um, it's a joint release, double LP on Shrimper and Bada Bing. And it is fantastic. Beginning to end, it's an amazing record. It ends with a 19-minute long song called I, I Dreamed I Saw Lou Reed. What are you doing there, Bob? You're like... Well, it's windy outside. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm outside. I'm, I'm only 100 miles away from Simon Joyner here. I'm in Des Moines. Okay. That's and he's getting he's getting whipped by an Arctic wind, which is headed my way. But um, <laughs> well, he may be on I'm, tour for all we know. Uh, in a warm, I'm in a warm breeze here. You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. There's a warm breeze. Are okay. you hearing that? I, I'm I'm hearing some rustling. But that's okay. Uh, anyway, that's the wind. That's, that's the wind. Okay. Back back to Simon. No beers have blown over. That's that's a good thing. Um, yeah. This record, Step Into the Earthquake, you know, Simon, I, I've always been a fan of his stuff. Um, I've got a bunch of his records. Apparently. But apparently. You'd, you'd even make it from start to finish on a 19-minute song. It's because it's a fantastic, it's a really good, I'm telling you, beginning to end, like, S- Simon has made some good records. He's made some good songs. This new one, Step Into the Earthquake, it's, it is a major work. It is. So you're a, saying after like 25 releases or something like that, 30 releases, like he's finally like hitting the nail on the head. Well, I wouldn't say fi- like that. That implies that he hadn't before, but it's 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 like it just. This is a work with gravitas. This is a work, but Ooh. B- before okay. his his work seemed very personal in nature. It seemed I don't know. It just it was it was you know. It was good. It didn't really, like, not that it didn't stand out, because that's that makes it sound, I don't want to make it sound negative. It's just, this work seems transcendent in a way that a lot of his other records haven't before. And I don't know why. I have no idea. I'm just listening to it. And Okay, now listen, listen. Okay, I hate to interrupt you. Okay. 
play the damn song. I'll play the, the song, then we'll talk. Decide. Okay. Let the panel of listeners decide. The, and I don't even know how I can uh, just play one. So I'm going to play a song called... Oh, as, well, as, we'll play the 19-minute one. I'm not going to play, play the 19-minute like one. Seven-minute one. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna play a three-minute one, and if you if you still want more, I've got a five-minute one ready to You're go. You're putting me like in the um in the what's the guy's name? Chuck Chuck Barrow is that a Chuck Barrow? Chuck Barrow, yeah, yeah, Chuck Barrow. You're, you're the gong. You're putting show. me in the I'm the yeah. gong show yeah. guy. Okay, yeah. so I'm the gong show guy. So Harry. so in in some of it is it's it's I've been maybe it's just I've been craving for a protest record, and this is a protest record that. That is, and, and I'm the song I'm going to play here is is probably the most blatant of protest songs on the record. The rest of them are not like this, and it's just it's dark and it hits the nail on the head in a way I haven't heard recently. Anyway, Simon Joyner. All right, well, the Lord knows that's one hell of a buildup. Go on with it, Mikey. A, as long as we're in danger from stepping to the earthquake, here you go. Thank you. <laughs> There's something to be afraid of I'm sure we'll be fine As long as our ragged flag cloth Still flapping on the line Sick the peasants on each other They split so easily every time As long as we're in danger I wager we'll be fine As our men in blue are allowed to do their jobs And the profiled and pursued cannot gather in their mobs Let the niggers spike the football while the dreamers clean the house As long as we're in danger, your skin is your way in and your way out
pretty heavy shit there, Bob. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got a bit of a slow ear with lyrics. That's why I always like like a lyric sheet. So in order for me to like get everything that went on with his lyrical composition, I'd, I'd actually have to listen to it a few times. So um, why don't you? I mean, I heard obviously heard the last part very clearly. So why don't you tell me uh, what he was? I mean, I, it's you know, it's just kind of a as dark. Long as we're in danger, America will be brave. Yeah. I, first of all, I would like to say something about the the uh, music on that. I, I thought was fantastic. I thought it was really cool. A lot of really cool things going on in every department, and I think he's got a great voice. Do you want me to play one more by him? Should we do two? What do you think? No. Well, sure, no, go for okay. it. But like, I mean, but why don't you talk about like talk about like what was going on there with the lyrics? Because there sounds like there was a lot of controversial lyrics. Because because that's that's a dark song. I mean that that's that's hinting on you know elections will be rigged and. Yeah. You know, uh, let the niggers spike the football. You know, I mean, in, in like, it's it, it is. Uh, that would have been like sort of a. You know, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, that's you know very controversial, tongue in cheek. I guess I don't know. Like, you know, well, what's he saying there? I I think I think what you know what he's doing. I I've actually I brought a couple other songs because it made me think. He sounded angry on that, you know. Like, for for um, sure, for sure. But again, like I'd have to listen to it like a bunch of like at least two or three times to like listen to the lyrics. Really, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And in in the 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 thing is, you've got a white guy in 2017 using that word in a song. He's using it deliberately. It's, there's no mistake. It's not. Oh, no, like he's an, not. He's not holding it back. It's not like it's an accident. And he's using it for satire and for effect. Because yeah. it completely stands out so much so that you notice it, you hear. Well, that it's a word. word that does stand out. Like whenever it, you do, when you, whenever you've heard it, generally, unfortunately, throughout your life. Uh, right, but but especially so. So it's been it's been kind of co-opted in in a in a powerful way by a lot of black artists and rap artists, but to hear a white artist do it, there's a reason that they're doing it. He's not doing it because he's using it in the way that it was used 50 years ago. He's doing it in order to subvert it and and call your attention to it and slap you in the face with it. And... and what was the next passage? Like, did, I mean, like... Oh, I don't, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but, okay. but the, the idea does being... It come with a, does it come with a lyric sheet? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I actually just have the, the digital version. I, I just, just yesterday actually bought the oh, vinyl. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah, on its well. way. Simon shipped it to me to yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't have the vinyl, but, uh, but I would imagine it does, um, you know, cause his lyrics are, are, are quite well thought out. And uh, the way I took it is, you know, it's almost like this Jonathan Swift, a modest proposal where it's, it's, you use language to such an extreme effect in order to make a, a stronger point. It's, it's if if he had soft sold it a little bit or soft sold it a little bit, it would not have nearly the impact. And I think what he's trying to do is he's calling out a certain segment of the society that still think that way, whether or not they would actually use that word. Right. Uh, okay. And, um, you know, so anyway, that, that, that's, that's 
sort of my spiel on it, regardless of the lyrical content. I think it's just a fantastic song musically. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want people to think that that's really all he brings. Um, here, so I'll play another one. This one's called Fast Forward to the Moon. It's another one from Step into the Earthquake. Okay, Simon Joyner. Simon Joyner, double shot on three songs. Here you go. Spider to the fly Where others fear an invisible trap afraid that's for you to decide The spider drops and draws an anchor To the back of the wooden chair Dollar lighter and a spoon 
It's a serious, serious work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very serious. It's, it's like a kind of bad seed serious to me. Like, uh, it, it, it is. It's funny you say that because I, I feel like he's... It's like, it's like what I said before I played the first song. He's made some good records before, but this one has a gravitas that I haven't heard before from him, and it really does have like kind of this bad seeds element to it. Well, it's very theatrical. It's very, it's a very dramatic presentation. Yeah, and and okay. the and the subject matter. I think matter. he's worked hard on it. I don't yeah. know, you know. Again, when you told me you were going to play him, all all I knew about him was like how to spell his name. You know, sure. like sure. So, uh, um, so I'm aware of him, but like I've never really listened to it. But uh, yeah, um, I'll have to listen to more of it and make a firm decision <laughs> on on like. Uh, <laughs> everything about it i mean obviously you know lyrics profound lyrics are one of his goals and um i mean i I can't really decide like at the end of the first song can't can't really decide there's like a i mean you know not to diss him because i don't really again like i don't know anything about him but like the heightened drama of his lyrics like you know you know, could come off as corny. I mean, they're they're very sure. overwrought. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, but it works within the context because I mean, I, well, the, gr- the granted, music, the music on those two songs, this new record, definitely matches the intensity. I think he's, I think he's inspired to do something very, very dramatic and impactful and this is a rather obscure home recording artist in omaha absolutely and and granted i picked two of the bigger songs Mm -hmm. um heavier songs lyrically musically that's the vibe that you're bringing to the show tonight but that that is it is but so the whole album is not necessarily like that there are some lighter passages for sure um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of comedy on those two numbers. But, um, <laughs> that's, that's true. Anyways, so lighten I, it up. Like, where where are you going to go? Quiet. Lighten it up. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep things. I'm not actually. I'm going to keep things like um, very intellectual in a, in a sort of a different way. And you, I think you presented a relatively known unknown artist that has made like 30 recordings. I'm going to play one that officially has now made 85. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Elliot Cuball Sharp, who's a legendary guitarist and, and composer. Of course. He was in a band with a real famous food critic, Robert C. Sima. 
and uh, called Mo Fungo, who also were on SST at one point towards the end of their career. But I'm going to play a song that, I, that I've always dug by them. It's actually probably the song that made me get into the band. It's from 1983. It's, it's a record label I've never heard of called Zuwer. It's off their album called Out of Line, and it's called Where Do We Get the Money to Save Our Souls? No wave. Yeah, see, that was kind of a different vibe for him. That was like... <laughs> for sure. For oh, sure. yeah, because this is a guy from Cleveland. One of your Cleveland guys. Yeah. But he's a total New York City, like, completely cemented himself as an improv- improvis- improvisational artist. Improvisational. Absolutely. You're using gravitas. That's got <laughs> far fewer sy- syllables. Improvisational. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, you know, he can play, he can play clarinet, sax guitar he used like all kinds of crazy math on his guitar compositions the fibonacci series and like and i think he's one of the first artists that used computers in his in the 80s he was using personal computers when he played music on a few projects yeah you know he's somebody that i've um heard certainly um and didn't he play in a band with mike watt 
I probably wasn't okay, he. He's been, was he in the Bootstrappers? I don't know. I think, but he he's he's was. been in a lot of stuff. I saw him play once live solo. I drove from Charlottesville up to DC space, and I saw this free jazz band called Borbetta Magus. Oh sure, you ever hear of them? Oh yeah, and, and the, of course. It, it was two weird guys. Or at least two weird musicians. They might be perfectly normal guys, playing like just squealing, two squealing saxes for like forty-five minutes. Absolutely. And Elliot Sharp comes yeah. out solo, and just plays like a bunch of like crazy guitar mayhem. And then I drove two hours home. I mean, it was like <laughs> I was like you know twenty. It was like nuts. I was like, what did I just see? And uh, but Mo Fungo, a band I you know truly loved and and actually got a lot of guff from my friends because they they weren't into it at all um and played them all the time on my radio show in college and like i still get teased like hey bob why don't you play mo fungo <laughs> but uh I, anyways I, elliot's still at it he's he's got a couple of really cool he's got a uh, a, a blues project that i've never heard called terraplane but he's made records with uh, carbon for years and he put one out recently uh, i think in the last month so I'm going to play a song off that to let you know that Elliot Sharp is still going strong. And uh, this is a song off of his, it's called Bad Taste. It's off of his most recent album called Truth Table. Not not to be upstage by me playing to Simon Joyner, you're playing to Elliot Sharp. I like it. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Oh, 
It's true.
So Elliot Sharp is an absolute legend. Um, yeah, play that again. Play that one again. The whole song? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seven yeah. minutes, eight minutes, nearly eight <laughs> minutes long? Um, yeah. So, so I don't know who the vocalist is on that, but but she's she's good. I'm, you know who? So so I, I hate to be the well actually guy. Um, yeah, th- and that may have been reissued this re- very recently, but but that was originally released in '93 on Homestead. Truth. Oh table. no way! Yeah, Truth oh, Table. Okay, good. Well, yeah. I'll say I'm some. So I am sticking in the '90s. Truth Truth Table came out in '93. Um, at that right. time, no worries, dude. I've never heard it before. I was like, "Whoa, he's still doing stuff in 2018," he, but he is. He absolutely is. Um, yeah, he's recently recorded with with my buddy Nels, um, and he's, he's Nels Klein. That is, that's Nels right. Klein. He's put he's putting out a, a bunch of records. He's putting uh, records on John Zorn's label, Zodic. Um, but yeah, that that came out in '93 on Homestead. I don't know. I'm guessing the hey, vocalist. Hey, you know what? Come on, I was only 25 years old. <laughs> that's that's that's. Fair enough. Yeah. Back when you were a mere twenty-five years of age, too. Twenty-five years off and about five minutes too long. Um. So uh, I'm guessing the vocalist was Zena Parkins because she played on that record, and um, she was in the band at that time. So, uh, and she's cool. a fantastic musician herself. Made a lot of records. Uh, amazing musician. So, thanks. Thanks for playing that. I hadn't heard that one actually. I've heard a lot of his stuff, but I hadn't heard that one. Well, Lord knows it had a little legs to it. So. It did, but that's okay. That's good. Yeah. We're rocking. Really. So what, what do you got next? So I, I'm going to play... I'm going to play another... I'm going to keep with my theme. Uh, I'm going to play a controversial song. I'm going to go back 40 years, almost to the day. I'm going to play a live version of this song. So this is actually sixty-five years old. And I'll correct you on that. You can you feel free. Feel please do. Yeah. Um, oh, you're confident in, confident in your dating. I am because this is a live show. This is from Eugene, <laughs> you're Oregon. Part of the dating songs. Eugene, oh, Eugene, you're going to your scene. I'm I'm going to my scene, but it, this is actually not a Eugene artist. This is a New York artist. I'm keeping it in the same scene as what you just played. Uh, New York artist, very famous artist, of course. Patty Smith playing in Eugene, Oregon, in May of oh. of 1978. Um, so yeah, this is her. This is a poem of hers, and then leading into uh, her performance of uh, "Solidarity," rock and roll nigger. So oh my word! Yeah. Oh my word! <laughs> oh my word! Uh, <coughs> this is this is a fierce performance. So sit back and enjoy. Think about how this was 40 years ago to hear this in in sleepy little eugene too so yeah all right i have fucked much with the past but i've fucked plenty with the future over the silk of skin or scars from the splinters of stages and walls i've caressed each bolt of heaven, each bolt of wood, like the lag of Helen, was my pleasure. I would measure the success of a night by the amount of piss and seed I could exude all over the columns that nestled the PA. Some nights I'd surprise everybody by scooping on a net, a skirt of green net, sewed over with flat metallic circles, which dangled and flashed. The lights were violet and violent for a while. I had an ornamental veil, but I couldn't bear to use it. When my hair is cropped, I craved covering. But now, my hair itself is a veil under which the soul of a 
he's already over to the sun. I desire him and he's absolutely ready to serve me. In health, I am Muslim. In heart, I'm an American artist. And I have no guilt. I seek pleasure. I seek the nerves on your skin. The narrow archway, the layers, the scroll of ancient letters. We worship the flow. That she might have overwhelmed the audience, but it's nice to hear that they were um, pretty pumped. I, I I think yeah, right. What year was that recorded? Nineteen seventy-eight. 
that that okay. that recording is going to turn forty next month. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. That's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a it's a it speaks for itself. So yeah, we can. Uh, we can we can move on. What's your next song? She pours it on. She does. <laughs> she, she does. Didn't cheat, she didn't cheat that she, audience. She doesn't hold back for sure. And, and you I'll know, sco- I, I'll scoot up the road here. I'll scoot up the road to Minneapolis. Rifle Sport. Todd Trainer. That's he's right. Legend, legendary drummer, relatively unknown. I guess he's probably best known for his work in Shellac, right? Well, I think that makes him less than relatively unknown. I think if, if anybody knows Todd Trainer, that's why they know him. Well, the mono brow, you know, like uh, he's famous for having one massive eyebrow, which I believe he <laughs> shaved at one point. But he also is a drumming instructor, which is cool. He teaches yeah. kids how to drum, um, which is he's a fantastic drummer. He's in a, a band I loved in the 80s called Breaking Circus. Sure. Classic. And uh, yeah. go back to his one of his first bands. I think it was his first band. This is a band called Rifle Sport from Minneapolis. I off the last record they made, so they were an 80s band, they made this album Primo in 1990, and this is their song, Positions.
muscular base. Is how I describe that. Yo, one. that's flour. That's flour. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Conway. Yeah, that's like uh, that's Ruthless Records. You know, the Chicago sure. punk label, not the rap label. Right. Which I think I think was run by the Effigies and run later by Al, by Steve Albini. It was the um, Chicago Minneapolis Axis. Yeah. Of punk in the eighties. Right. And that, that's Rifle Sport. I, I, I like that band. And like, you know, I always kind of go back to them when I'm listening to hard rock. But um, you're um, I, I, I like that you're bringing these bands that were really, really good, but now completely forgotten 30 some odd years later. Oh, totally. I think actually Rifle Sport and Breaking Circus were sort of forgotten during their existence. They were. They were. They were certainly overshadowed by a lot of the other midway. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. Definitely all the Albini projects. Yeah, because because there was a kinship musically to some of the Albini stuff, and you know, but the, at the same time they were in Minneapolis, and well, for some reason people were always more interested in what he was doing. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, because it's uh, it sells. Exactly. Is that Ragsy? That's Rags. Yeah. Yeah. How's the old Ragsy? She's doing okay. She's uh, she's just a couple, couple coughs there. Yeah. Well, Ghost is primed to race. He had a bath. Okay. He'll be, he'll be racing at Wells Fargo Arena in, at, during the halftime of an arena football game. Wow. On Saturday night. They yeah. still do arena football, huh? Arena football and corgi well, races. That's yes, exactly. That sounds amazing. Iowa, Barnst- Iowa Barnstormers football. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and that's the first leg of the corgi triple crown. <laughs> and I, I think that you know we're basically ninety days away from like, I think I own the corgi secretariat. Is is okay. it a, is it a true triple crown though? It is a true triple crown because he's going to run indoors okay. at Wells Fargo Arena on April 14th, and then he's going to take his act for the big one, $500 first prize. Okay, that's a yeah, that's a lot of en- that's a lot of enchiladas. That's, okay. that's a lot of doggy treats. Pays for a slow horse. Okay, <laughs> finally I'm over a barrel. I got a fast dog. So, and the, and at Prairie Meadows on May 20th, he'll break from the starting gate. They're actually he's actually going to break from the starting gate there we get to train him too we get to take him out and train him but then then he'll go to canterbury i believe in august if he wins the first two to complete the triple ground in in in, at in shakopee minnesota at their they have a big corgi race up there right so it's a little bit in reverse order of prestige okay i think they kind of run like the the corgi preakness first so we're going to win the preakness first and then we're going to win the Belmont at Prairie Meadows. And I'd say the Kentucky Derby of Corgi races, at least at this point, is in Shakopee. Okay. Although it is the oldest. So, you, we'll, you know, we'll see if he gets there. We just, I just have to make him run straight because he's fast. But he's not hes not a three-year-old, though. So, no. No, he's four now. So, uh, I guess Well, there's they... no age restrictions on Corgi. <laughs> so, like, we're not to the point in Corgi racing history where we're, like, there's not divisions, okay? He's, hey. he's, you're not talking about corgi crops at this point, right? No, okay. no, no. All right. But but anyways, he's clean now. He had a great bath today. He's very frisky, and it's good to hear Ragsy. And what are you gonna what are you gonna do? You're gonna end the show? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna um. So the what show's I'm gonna, had a little length to it. It's uh, it's okay. We started talking about 19 minute songs, and I always I and like 
you actually didn't play any. I played the longest song by far on the show, that's and I double bubbled. That's okay. Fungo, and I was 25 years off on a Carbon record. <laughs> that's so, okay. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So what do you got? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the uh, early 70s. I'm gonna play another song that has uh, another song by a white artist using that word. Um, I don't know if you've heard this one. I don't know if you're a fan of of Randy Newman, but this is from an album called Good Old Boys, which is an amazing record. I, I oh, come on now. It is a really, really good record. Like, I'm not going to sit over here and say that, like, Primo by Rifle Sport is an amazing record. Well, this is, this is, this has some, some beautiful. When you say amazing, like, you'd list it, like, in your top 50 records of all time, a Randy Newman record? I don't know about 50, but this is, this is, this is a record that beginning to end, I put on and I really, really enjoy. I mean, the, the earlier Randy Newman. This is records, like your wire pink flag. Uh, I wouldn't quite go that far, but okay. It's, all right. Well, it, what's it, the album it, called? What's the album? It's called, called Good Old Boys. It has some beautiful songs. It has some really biting, sarcastic songs. This but falls. We're going to hear one of these. This falls in the latter category. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. This is a song called Rednecks. You're playing filthy language music. Too. I am. This is a song called Rednecks, and the question is. Oh, Rednecks. Yep. Is his use of the word okay as a white artist? I mean, granted, this was 45 years ago. Would he his use of the N word? Would he, if he were to re-record this song, would he still say the word? I don't know. I I, I kind of think yes because I think it, he's probably still touring, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah, so he is. Again, he uses it for effect in the same way Simon used it. Write him a letter and say, I'll go see you at Madison Square Garden, Randy, if you do this song. No, I, I, because I won't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but I do love this song, Rednecks. And then, and then what I'll do, we'll come back real quick and then I'll let, uh, I'll let, we'll end the show. I'll let someone have the last word on this whole use of the N word thing so all right geez louise yeah here you go randy newman last night i saw lester maddox on tv show with some smart ass new york jew and the jew laughed at lester maddox and the audience laughed at lester maddox too well he may be a fool but he's our fool and if they think they're better than him they're wrong so I went to the park and I took some paper along And that's where I made this song We talk real funny down here We drink too much and we laugh too loud Alligator shoes, 
Now you know the nigger's a negro you See he's got his dignity Down here we too ignorant to realize The north to set the nigger free Yes, it's free to be put in the cage in Harlem, New York City It's free to be put in the cage on the south side of Chicago and the west side It's free to be put in the cage in Huffington Keeping the niggas down We're rednecks, we're rednecks We don't know our ass from a hole in the ground We're rednecks, we're rednecks We're keeping the niggas down We are keeping the niggas down So that's a guy who these days makes most of his money writing songs for Disney movies. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's let's go through them real quick. Simon Joyner, I think he's making like a current day political point. Sure, of course, absolutely. Right, and it's I think it's like falls into you know one of your ballparks of protest songs. Uh, fair. Yep. Okay, and you know. Patty Smith is doing the same thing, like in a very aggressive punk rock. Yeah, and, and you know, I think what she's manner. doing, especially by calling using that word to describe herself, she's aligning herself with uh, groups that are outside of the mainstream, that are outside of the dominant culture, and saying whether by choice or by. You know, just the way the world is, she is not part of the ruling culture, and she aligns herself with those that you know get subordinated. Right, as, yeah. as a as a woman, as, as, as a you know, especially in this case, as a punk rocker in the seventies. Yeah. Okay. So then, An artist. Yeah. Then we get to Randy Newman, who is basically making fun of ignorant white people. In the song, yeah, <laughs> or picking <laughs> on them, much. or like you know, talking them down, Sat- like, you know. satirizing them for sure. Right, exactly. Right, you know, very satirical. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like you know, well, I don't it, write songs, but you know, I would never go that far. But I guess it's all all three, including the modern day artists, felt. You know, they had the bravado to do so. Right. So. Well, right. I, and, and that's, that's the thing is. So I'm not going to applaud them for it, you know, because technically, I, like. Sure. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I stand. Is it okay? Is it not? I don't know. Yeah. And well, it's, you know, it is like, you know, an attention grabbing word. The, the And that, it's, it's still a word that many people think it's. Regardless of it's context, overused, severely overused. Well, in a- every aspect of culture, whether sure. we're talking about like the office of a trainer at a racetrack or a rap artist, regardless of of race, um, you know, it's generally expected. You know, I think when you see hundreds of rap artists, that like you know, that's a way of like 
talking about you know black society yeah you know I mean? yeah sure sure absolutely uh but it's also I mean, in a way like you know that you know they they kind of i mean it's a word that you know i've I've always been completely uncomfortable with and, and will remain so uh, uh, yeah me too me too you know, every aspect I... of it so like you know obviously if i was any kind of entertainer in, in any way shape or form i would never it's to me it's like uh one of the most you know vile words in the english language so sure sure yeah and i think when you're actually like playing music and singing songs that like you know unless you're trying to like i don't know, really know like unless you're trying to make some sort of like point you know like like patty smith who's like sort of like equating herself in a certain way or like you know sticking up for or like who knows and like you know, like Randy Newman, who's being very satirical, or Simon Joyner, who's just like, you know, making a rather obscure, like controversial set of lyrics, you know, in an attempt to sort of be eye-opening. I don't really know. I mean, like, you know, of course, like, you know, they all have, they're all profound in their own way, but like, well, I don't know. The, and, and they all, here's the last point, and this is what I'll leave it with. They all have the benefit of, because of their skin color, never never having been on the receiving end of that word as an epithet. So, and we've all seen it. Like you know, right. I don't care. Like you know, I right. know. Like I'm not. You know, I haven't been friends with you for fifty years or forty five years or whatever. But I guarantee you, especially like as I mean, as a race tracker, you know. I've seen so many ugly things sure. and even, sure. even grow up in Richmond, Virginia, where I grew up sure. and like, you know, living in Nashville and Louisville and, and being, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I can tell you some real horror stories. I've, I've seen that use that word used in its most horrible context. So like right. music to me, like there's a certain, like, I don't know. Cause like, you know, the, anything that I was a part of in music had a certain amount of, frivolity or at least that's what i felt it had so right and and you know i mean that's why all three of those songs that i played are are all three songs that i love for various reasons otherwise i wouldn't have played them i didn't play them just yeah yeah yeah. but but at the same time it you're right there's that use of that word there's a certain level of uh, discomfort that comes with it especially from an artist who has never had to worry about being called that in a negative way. So, uh, so I'll leave it with that, and I'll, I'll give the last word to someone who we have actually played before on here, but uh, I think deserves to be played again. He deserves the last word. I'm talking about Mr. Sly Stone, Sly and the Family Stone. We'll end it with this one. He's, he's putting his two cents in, so thank you, Bob. It's been no, fun. thank you. Have a great night. All right, you too. Sorry about the wind. Sorry about the wind. It's okay. It's okay. Don't call me nigga. Don't call me
Thank you. 